one thing I've been learning is that I'm my biggest vice. That there's no obstacle in the world but me or my reaction to those obstacles. So when I learned that, I think that gave me back the power because I'm not able to blame my response ability, my ability to respond um, to respond to situations by understanding that I'm in charge has allowed me to have the responsibility to do something about it, to, to take charge. So now I'm in control of my life because I've learned that I have control. So the, that lesson is the, the most revolutionary thing in my life because every day when I'm not living like I am the true person that I am, I know that I can change it. I know that I'm in the way. And, if I, and when that realization comes, I can do something about it. Welcome to the Mindful Rebel Podcast, the podcast where mindfulness and leadership intersect. My name is Sean Moore, and I help people cultivate their energy, whether that's through this podcast platform, design and branding services, direct energy work, workshop and presentation facilitation, or Gallup Certified Strengths Coaching. In this episode, I had the pleasure of chatting with Edward Giles. Edward lives by a mission, which is to empower, motivate, and uplift individuals to achieve a whole mind, body, and nutrition. To pursue such mission, he utilizes his background as a fitness coach, meditation instructor, and motivational speaker to empower individuals to embark on a life with a holistic paradigm. The gateway to pursuing his deep desire is through media and entrepreneurship. Utilizing these two opportunities of creation, he has founded multiple companies since the 10th grade. He is currently founder of a tech startup, Priceless Capture, to help foster collaboration between content creators and entrepreneurs for the monetization of original content and promotion of brands. He serves as the host of the Unlimited Power Show, a personal development show that serves as an educational platform for physical and mental health. His true purpose is to empower the millennial generation by providing a platform for passionate individuals to share their talents, expertise, and voice. He is currently pursuing a degree in information technology management at Florida Atlantic University. The convergence of media technology and purpose is his way of contributing to the world and leaving a mark on the hearts of generations to come. So welcome to the Mindful Rebel podcast. On this episode, I'm having the pleasure of chatting with Edward Giles. Um, listen, Edward, thank you for taking the time out to chat with me this evening, man. I'm excited to talk to you and, you know, uh, dig more into your background, talk a little bit about the work that you do. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Me too, man. I'm excited just as you are. <laughs> All right, dope. So let's, let's, let's hop right in. Um, Again, we all, you know, just to provide some, some grounding for the conversation, uh, talk to me about your journey, um, you know, as a wellness coach and a motivational speaker and kind of what brought you to the point you are around the work that you're doing for other folks. Well, let's start with that. I think that in the beginning of my life, there are like little steps that I kept taking that I didn't know exactly where I'm headed. And as I'm doing these little things, I'm figuring out about my life and my skill sets and what I like. Uh, all of this starts to accumulate over time. And it led to me be, being a wellness coach, an entrepreneur, personal trainer, now motivational speaker. All because of the, the initial desire I had to just um, push myself or challenge myself or do something that, that's a little bit more than what I was doing before. 
Like to give a, a quick background story for me, I was born in a small country in Haiti, actually. In fact, I was even born in the main city where I was born was a small little town, very like all the way up in the mountains to get there. The roads are all messed up. All like, in fact, some of my family members tried to go up there a couple of weeks ago and they, they, one of them got severely injured. So wow. to say that I'm not from like the, the most attractive place, but I've always been going towards something better. You know, I've always been wanting to, to kind of like go for something more. So from that experience, when I was about, two or three years old, I moved to Port-au-Prince. And that's when I would say that my life began. Um, and a story that, that till this day baffles me was that one day my mother woke up and she stepped outside the porch and she just saw the puddle of blood and her child was close about halfway to, to death. And that child was me. So I always say to myself, I was given a second chance. I was given a second chance at life and that if I was going to take that second chance, it has to be my best life. And so it was pretty much one of the witchcraft things going on in Haiti. And, you know, I almost died from that, that exchange. So I, I came over here to the United States and it was about being the underdog. It was about learning a new culture, learning about new people, learning about just a completely different way of doing things. So I would say that I was always the guy running behind in the race, trying to catch up. And when I caught up, I got in front. And I guess that's what led to my athleticism in high school, playing a lot of sports, being a runner. Um, in fact, I played about like seven different sports. So I was always trying to f challenge my, my body physically just as much as I was challenging my, my mind mentally, you know. Being an entrepreneur, I did the, the typical entrepreneurial story, buying patties and selling it during my time in, in high school just to buy a camera so I could start my first business or buying chips and selling it in middle school. All of these little things just accumulated into, you know, the person that I became now and the person that I'm going to becoming in the future. So that's kind of like a quick, you know, background story. and. How did I get into fitness training? It was one day I, I was really thinking about everything I've acquired thus far. I was like, what should I do? I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to push myself physically. I always learned what, what grit means. I always learned what endurance is. And I wanted to be a coach for somebody. And I wanted to share that experience. So I became a personal trainer, started my own mobile personal training business, and from there, you know, a lot of things happened, a lot of struggles along the road. But I always say that none of those things were, were really struggles, but just occurrences that were mending and building and growing my character. Um, yeah, I mean, you want me to continue? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, 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 go ahead. So I started a personal training business and I was still in college you know so i'm about 19 20 years old in college this was not my first business i started there I mean, i was already like buying textbooks and selling them on amazon and just you know doing what i can to hustle and make money so in doing all of these things i finally found my passion and i found that it was motivating inspiring and helping people do you know that physical transformation 
then I found out I'm not really helping people with a physical transformation. It's a mental state. When somebody comes into my, say, I want to lose 30 pounds, they're not, they, they don't even have as much fat as much as they have the doubt that they could get rid of that fat. So I really had to help them believe in themselves, help them push themselves a little bit more. So that, that kind of drove me. So I found my passion. So I decided that I was going to quit everything else I was doing, working, that I was going to be a, a personal trainer and I was going to start this mobile personal training franchise and grow it to becoming like something really huge. But, you know, as I kept doing that, life really started to, to say, okay, let's see how much, let's see how much you really want it. So things didn't really go as planned. You know, school wasn't going well. Sometimes in your life, you're trying to manage all these things, going so hard for the passion that you, you, you kind of like, you ignore, you ignore yourself to achieve the goal. You ignore yourself. I think that's the rhetoric of entrepreneurs, like entrepreneurship nowadays. You ignore yourself to achieve the goal. Um, and sometimes that could lead you into a burnout. So I found myself... Uh, losing a lot of materialistic things, 19, 20 years old, have my own apartment, all of that, you know, just like getting off the ground and then just losing that off within like a year and a half after I decided I'm going to go all into my business. But I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do something different. I'm not going to quit because of this. I'm not going to get a job. Just I lost my house. I lost my, I, I didn't lose my car. I lost my house. And then I ended up sleeping in the car for like a whole year and training people and trying to inspire them to change their bodies. And I felt like mentally I was in a rut. Um, but I just had my dreams that kept driving me forward because I just realized, like, what if I can create this new lifestyle, this new type of fitness, and I can really inspire people to work out in an innovative fashion. And as I kept doing that, it was not enough. I, I realized that people need that mind workout more than they need to train their bodies so I decided that I was going to start making videos I started interviewing people at school started a, a talk show so now I'm a tv show host and then I I just interviewed people I, I started making motivational videos on Instagram like I, like it all starts with an Instagram profile in the dream and then I just got up from there and that was the the beginning of really finding out what my purpose was life kind of had to switch had to give me different um, reroutes so that I can actually head towards the right direction, which I feel like I am definitely in the right direction now, in the right path, which keeps me happy and fulfilled every single day. Hmm. There were a few things that you mentioned that I put a I put a little bookmark in on my, you know, as I'm taking notes. And one of the things you mentioned that you know, in a in a certain space you were in, or sometimes as entrepreneurs, we're in spaces where we ignore ourselves. Uh, to achieve our goal. Talk to me about like, you know, how did that lesson kind of come up for you? And like, well, or what space were you in when you learned that lesson? And and yeah, talk to me a little bit more about that. Cause that, that's, I think that's a big, that's a big piece. You know, sometimes we do, do get in those spaces where, you know, we're so engulfed in what we're trying to do that we, that we are not taking care of ourselves and we kind of fall behind and, and lose who we are in the process of trying to achieve depending on what some of those goals are, um, trying to get to that end game or end goal that we set up for ourselves? Well, I mean, I can, I can tell you a very vivid experience I had. You know, it was like 
I don't know if any of you listen have slept in your car, but it's really not the most comfortable thing. And like I was sitting, I was, I, I just came from a client session and I had to, you know, it was in the night and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to sleep. So I found, I just parked up somewhere and I just pushed the chair back and I was sitting and I was just like, it was peace. I was there alone. I was like, wait a minute. I'm like really alone right now. And I'm, what am I doing all this for? To run this business, to inspire people? What, what is the purpose? And that's when I realized that, wow, I was re- I'm really ignoring my own mental health right now, you know, because this, this can't be possibly right to be detached and be in a, you know, hot, crampy car and just like, this can't be the right, the right thing right now. So in my head, I was, you know, just like every night going into that car, I just felt like, there was something missing in my life and just because I was going achieving a goal building a business that wasn't helping that wasn't helping me feeling fulfilled that was helping that was not helping me at all so I needed to I needed to kind of like understand why why am I stuck in this situation and why am I actually in this position right now you mentioned working with your clients you know this this whole idea of like grit and endurance and so Talk to me a little bit about what endurance means to you and, and, and in, particularly in the context of the work that you do and maybe the perspective of coaching that you take with your clients. I say like endurance is, is one last rep. It's, it's one last rep mentality. I think that's the mentality I have when I go to the gym. It's like just one more, one more lap. You know, if it's not one more lap, just one more rep. If it's not that, it's just like, let's stay one more hour. So endurance is going past your comfort point. And, you know, endurance is, is, you know, growing out of, like, the pain. Because, you know, when you're working out, you could do 10 set, ten reps. And you're like, okay, I set 10 reps for myself. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm still breathing. It's still good. And you're not really endured you've not really endured as much, you know, you've just kind of went through the motions. But when you, when you do an, when you going through a, a session where you're in, enduring through the exercise or through the circumstance, you're actually having to convince yourself to take that extra step. It's like in convincing yourself as in there's two people inside of you and you're convincing yourself that you can do one more rep. You're convincing yourself that you can go a little bit harder on this. So that's what endurance really means to me. Hmm. So with that, you know, talk to me about, you know, the Unlimited Power Show and kind of like what, how that got started, what was the, or what's your focus with the show? Um, and like, what are some things that you've learned just through that process of, of kind of creating, you know, content creation? That I can guarantee, I can say that this show has, you know, changed my life. It has added so many great people into my circle, and it, it, it has been the best experience. And it started with one simple word. You know, I was I go to I was a college student, which I still kind of am. And the person in charge of the studio was like, "Hey, you know, we should come into our TV, come into studio, come check it out." So one of these days, I came, I checked it out went to a meeting and it was like, you know, you can actually host a show here. We have a full-fledged studio for you. Whatever you're trying to do, we'll help you out. So I was like, word? So like, let me get in this. 
So I was like, okay, I'll start the show. And I'll just talk about personal development principles, talk about my life. Then I was like, you know what? I, I ought to get people on it to share their stories. Let's think how inspiring that can be. Let's see what I can learn from these people as well. How curious I can be. And that was the entire process of starting the show initially. And, you know, mind you, things were not going as great as my life right now. I was still down and I was meeting, having these great conversations with people. It gave my life a lot of meaning. And I was like, when I put this stuff out there, and, and well, at least not, I'm not putting, they're putting it out there. But as I'm conversing with these people, I'm actually empowering people's lives. And I've done that for about two and a half years. You know, just like when I meet somebody, I feel good energy. I'm like, you know, we ought to have this. We ought to finish this conversation on my show. And they would come and it would be a great conversation. And I would be like, oh, this can definitely touch somebody's life. And, you know, just keep that consistency consistency in doing that show every every week. It it, it really allowed me to grow that skill set and realize, hmm, I'm actually, I have a little skill set here. I can actually interview people. These questions come to me easily and I can do this. So I continuously pursue that and I can I can say that now I've actually pitched the show to a network and it just got on Island TV, which is I think on channel five sixty four. Well and then it's on Island TV and it plays every Tuesdays and Fridays at four PM. So within two and a half years I've managed to, you know, take a show that's barely performing and get it on, on network and reaching more people. So I can say that, you know, like you never know what you're good at, but you just kind of have to, to try it and then see maybe, maybe I can do this. And so that's what happened with the show. Nice. So outside of, you know, Unlimited Power Show, you've also, you're also the founder of uh, Priceless Capture. Can you talk to me about what that is and a little bit about the work that you do um, there as well? Well, Priceless Capture started, that was the first company I started in high school, you know, um, and that's the company I stole patties to buy the camera for. And when I first had the idea, it was creating videos, content for people that, that resembles their favorite TV show or movie. And that was even before the time of Instagram. And I was like, what if we can take those contents of their events, their baby showers, all types of stuff, organize them into a web page and allow their family members to go ahead and view those videos. I, you know, I didn't even know that was instagram idea if i was smarter then i would have started instagram but i wasn't that smart <laughs> <laughs> and then so i went through pitch competitions with that and fast forward four years later i'm like wait a minute video is how you impact people now the video is how you instruct people video is the new medium so i wanted to create a, a fast way of creating content and collaborating with other creators um so Crisis Capture is not only a, a videography company or a video production company, but it's it's um, a tech media company, I would say. So right now we're, we're jotting out different um, applications to help connect people such as I and you, for instance, if I could find an energy show on, uh, on a directory of different podcasts that are looking for these types of people, and then I could just say, hey, I would like to collab. Um, then that would be an easy, easy way of, um, you know, getting creators to collaborate. So Priceless Catcher itself has a lot of different branches, you know, being um, being um, introduced over time. But the main concept of it 
is to foster collaboration between creators, influencers, and business owners. Mm. What are what are some things that you know in working in a space that is promoting collaboration? Like, what are some things that you're learning about just this influencer and content creator space that you think are important for like up up and coming you know creatives and entrepreneurs for them to know about this space and what that looks like? You know, I I say that everyone is an influencer. I think. That's if we could look at everyone that we know as an influencer um, at, at their scale, you know, it could be that I'm an influencer to 50 people. I just influence my family, but everyone has some sort of influence, influencing that they do. So I believe that we should look at our peers. We should look at the people we know as people that can um, introduce us to the right people or share our voice, share our stories. Um, by just communicating more um, and collaborating with those people. So a lot of people don't know that when you're introduced to someone, audience, when you're introduced by someone, it's worth more than when you go ahead and try to make that introduction yourself because, you know, people want to have a reference point of someone they already know to introduce you. So what influencer marketing is, you're basically being introduced to the audience of whoever that you're um, collaborating with. And over time, all of these introductions build new con connections, which eventually lead to um, people either, you know, connecting with you or buying a service or product. So I think if we can, if we ourselves can look at what value I can add, I can give to people and how can we both influence our audience to share our stories. If you take that, that kind of mindset towards it, then you can look at it as every everyone you know is a public relations opportunity. And I think that that itself would be um, a, a good way of people building their brand um, in this time and collaborating to actually do that instead of paying ad space or whatever everyone can everyone can eat, you know, by working together. Mm. You touched on something that's really important that this whole idea that everyone can eat and a question that I guess I want, want to get your perspective on is, you know, when we think about Instagram, we think about social media, we think about, you know, influencers creating videos, you know, podcasts, shows, you know, there's so much content being created now. Um, what's your perspective on creatives getting paid to create what they're creating? What's your, what's your perspective on that? Well, I, I, I think... It's just a reallocation of the money. It's like the, um, it's like a decentralized system, just like, you know, blockchain is decentralized. And it's like decentralizing social media because when, when you think about it, Facebook or Instagram, I guess Facebook is Instagram, gets paid for your intent, for your attention. So if Facebook can get paid for your attention, but Facebook is not creating the content. Why not allow influencers that are creating the content that is driving the traffic to Facebook? Why not allow them to get paid? So I think it's reallocation of the funds. And I believe that influencers should get paid for what they're doing, but I think they should stick to their values. It's like, I think the, the, the line becomes when you start to deter 
from your values and you're, you're you're doing anything for the sake of the money, then you don't know what you're promoting. You don't know what you're associating yourself with. And in the long term, that's not, that's not the, I don't think that's the most smart thing to do if you don't want to taint your brand. So I think we must look at it like a reallocation of funds that we're just now, we're, we're getting a piece of it because we're putting a piece of our energy. But, you know, reallocating that fund that in a way that your values are not being, um, you're not going outside of that because then, you know, in, the, in this day and age, there's a lot of content out there, but people look at character, you know, as to, oh, I want to watch this. People would unfollow, people would unfollow you, stop buying your stuff as soon as they figure out that there's some like um, tea on you that's not favorable in their eyes. So I think mm. you have to really, really take that into consideration, what you introduce to your audience. Hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's that, that, that thing that comes up when it comes to influencers and thinking about what authenticity means and you know, is that something that, you know, are you who you're projecting in these spaces, who you really are? And, you know, is that what your, what your, you know, listeners, followers, the folks that you're influencing, is that what they're really getting in those spaces? Hmm. Yeah. And for me, I think to piggyback on that, what I try to do is I try to be authentically myself. Like I always tell a lot of people, this one thing I say in my podcast, I say I'm not a guru. I'm not, I'm not an expert. I'm just a guy in the process and this is what I've learned so far. This is what I'm learning and I would like to share it with you. And if in yourself, you find that it could be useful for your life, go ahead and use it if you find it useful for your life. And I think that's the authenticity is knowing that, Hey, I'm still figuring this thing out. It's like, I'm, you know, sometimes I think people in social media place themselves as like a big expert, but they never really did it or whatever. So I think, being vulnerable and showing how you're evolving over time will make it that bittersweet at the end of the road when you've just like really became the true embodiment of what you've been preaching all these years. Hmm. I think that's a good transition to, to talk about some of these, these terms that are, you know, um, often thrown around. And so for me, talk to me about, you know, how do you define leadership and what does that kind of look like for you? Really? A concept I thought about from the word leadership is that it sounds like the word lead her ship, right? And then I was thinking about that we're vehicles. Like I was saying that the, the world creates everything that's in the world is created through a mind, through a human being, through this. Um, there's an infinite source of energy that's penetrating the universe and the world and each of our souls and based on our frequency we could attract that energy and we could take that energy and build something so i think leadership is mother nature telling us to lead her ship the ship she's given us our bodies our minds our talents our abilities our skill sets and in doing that we begin to have to lead yourself because her ship is referring to the ship of god the ship of mother nature and when you're leading that ship, you're the captain of your ship. Um, you have to ensure that, you know, you're going towards the right direction. You have a map, you have a blueprint. And in doing that, sometimes you also have passengers on your ship. You have other people that's trying to go towards the same direction as you. And you, as the captain of this ship, uh, you must um, take the responsibility. You must have the humility 
and you also uh, must have a, a vision of like where you're trying to go. You know, a lot of times people say that I'm a leader, but where are you leading to? If you're not leading to a certain place and you're not really leading. And at the same time, there's, if you're a leader and you look back, there's no one following you, then are you really a leader? Um, so, so, so I think what, what I just said is the basic fact of that first learn how to lead your ship, you know, lead the ship of mother nature. And in doing that, you're able to um, you're able to copy that and do it at a huge, at a bigger scale for for more people when they start to follow you and say, "Oh, I want to go where you're going. I want to do what you're doing." Then now you can be able to better help them. You know, you can't really show someone where the well for water is if you never went and got it for yourself. So I think in in leading your own life and leading your own mind. And in controlling the direction that you're going towards, you could be a, a more effective leader for others. Mm. I love that definition. Like, I love that. That Yeah, I'm sitting here, like, taking down crazy notes. That's dope. Um, with that, how do, you, how do you define mindfulness? Mindfulness, I think, is just knowing what's going on. Oh, I know what's going on. I know what's going on with me. I know what's going on with that person. I, I kind of like, I understand, not just I know what's going on, but I'm experiencing it too. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of times we're walking zombies. We, we just operate out of um, automatic settings. I call these things the automatic script of our lives. And the script continue plays out every day, every day, every day. And it, it becomes the rhetoric for our life. So I think mindfulness is stepping outside the the consistent loop of life and then understanding that there is a loop you know once you understand that it's it's there then you're really being mindful so let me give you an example of that you know sometimes i experience guilt like i think because of my values when i feel like i'm not living up to them i have a guilt but i always know when the guilt is happening so sometimes i'm like okay i'm about to eat this food right now this is probably not the best thing so i feel guilty about it I'm like, mm-hmm. why am I? Why am I guilty about eating this food? I eat healthy most of the time, but I'm like, oh, it's because this is not going with my values. So now I'm completely alert. Now this is preventing me from going on doing this 30, 40, 50 years consistently eating the same trash into my body. But because of that, I was aware of what's going on. I can say tomorrow, I'm not going to make that same decision. So I think that's what mindfulness is. It's simply awareness of what's happening right now. Mm. Based on your journey, um, how have you defined success? Or maybe or what does success look like for you? Success looks at, what success is to me is looking at your potential and then looking at your life and knowing that your the the script of your life is matching your potential, or at least it's it's like a bar, a loading bar, and you're slowly loading towards the full potential. And as you're loading towards that full potential or reach that full potential, you're in a way you're on the way to success. The way to success is success itself, not the most desired success. You know, it, it's a success that has its struggles but it's success and a fully loaded 
um, bar that 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 means that you're at the top, at the peak of your potential, um, is you know that bittersweet success. I would say. However, um, the worst thing is to be below the bar, below your own potential. Then I think that's the definition of you know being stagnant. You know the definition of you know not reaching you know your own success. If you're not going towards it, or you're not noticing it you're not mindful that you're not living up to your potential then there's something that you must start to to find out what to do because then there's a lot of people who yeah you got a nice job you're making this you're doing that however have you really have you really had an analysis of your talents skill sets and abilities have you really understood of uh, of the greatness that you possess inside you and that you can actually achieve more than you're doing right now so i, I think success is Knowing what your potential is and not settling for anything less than that potential. Mm. One thing I like to ask, uh, you know, on this podcast, you know, in a way to pay, pray, ah, in a way to pay gratitude um, to those folks that have a major impact in our lives. Can you talk to me about a person who's who's had major impact on your own personal development and maybe like how they've impacted, you know, your growth along your journey? Well, you know, I was going to tell you, um, you know, some of my favorite motivational speakers, but then I thought about it. I was like, you know, my, my mentor, his name is Dr. George Xavier Love, um, Dr. Chi Love on YouTube and on Instagram. And he's a holistic doctor, um, or, um, doctor of oriental medicine, one of the first black acupuncturists in the United States. And I would say he's really revolutionized my life because of all the things I've learned about Tai Chi, Qigong, um, meditation about the body, about the psychopuncture and the the relation between emotional um, emotional stability and your your body. So I I feel like I have acquired so much ancient wisdom about medicine and health and and wellness from him that I would recommend to anyone to look into Chinese medicine to even reach out to Dr. George Love. So I would say that he's one person that has truly impacted my life. And I've been able to understand a lot more than the mindset part um, of personal growth, but also understand uh, the different components to health and wellness. One thing I will ask you, so I, you know, I'm glad you, you brought that up and you know, I'm a major proponent of meditation and what that does and what that can do for you um, in those spaces. Like what has this kind of investment or, you know, attention to meditation, what has that kind of done for you? Um, and maybe like how you've, how you've incorporated it into your practice. Oh, it has revolutionized my life. How simple. I, I'm, my mind is always running, you know, the, the, the thing with being ambitious, the thing with being the entrepreneur, the thing with trying to um, get out that energy out of side of you is that your 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 mind is always running when i do qigong it slows that that run it slows down that that mental chatter it slows down that movement that i gotta get somewhere and it allows me to be still and to understand um my not only my body not to only like recognize the organs that i'm that i'm actually uh, as I'm meditating or not these doing these right, these movements that are actually activating right brain, left brain, but it's also just getting me to, to, to chatter less in my head. So that has really helped me. Another thing it has helped me with is also 
stagnation and the uneven flow of chi energy in my body. And when I do qigong, it just is so relieving and it, it allows me to be in a mindful state. It allows me to calm and relax my nervous system. And, and just in the breathing itself, it allows me to, to have a sense of gratitude. So I wake up early in the morning, like 4, 4.30 a.m. and I do qigong. There's nobody outside. It's like the most surreal experience for me. Um, when I could do a physical movement that, that's incorporating the mind and I'm also listening to some positive messages as I'm doing it. So I'm really jump-starting my, my, my morning there because I'm able to focus less on all of these chatter, all these things I got to do, and I'm just focusing on Ed right now, and that has really, really helped me. And um, dealing with stress, anxiety, and, you know, I think those are the things that a lot of people have to deal with is stress and anxiety right now. Stress and anxiety are like, I think it's a big anxiety is stress, but it's a big thing right now. What, what have you, you know, thinking about, you know, other resources, you know, whether it's, you know, book, YouTube videos, speakers, podcasts, TED Talks, Whatever it is, is there what uh, what other resource would you like to share with the listeners that that has been kind of influential and major um, in your own kind of personal development and growth? Um, I mean, as far as resources, you mean like it could be books. One of the books that I, I've I've read that changed my life was um, the Power of Now. Mm. Um, the Power of Now really changed my life. Reason why is it, it kind of gave me a great perspective on the importance of being in the present. So that one was a great thing. YouTube itself is this directory of gyms. You know, you could type in all types of speakers and you find them. And Jim Ron from YouTube videos has really gave me a lot of nuggets that have um, allowed me to grow and become. And is Jim Ron on YouTube. Um, some of other resources that I've, I've, I've used was that I've learned that you know, if you can't read that much, you're not a like a great reader. You don't like reading. You know, Audible, listen to Audible. It's it's great. And and if you don't want to pay for all the Audibles, YouTube itself has Audible. And when you go on SoundCloud, the, all of those audio bits are audio bits of wisdom that you can find through all these platforms. You just have to kind of look for yourself. Um, and as far as like in the health realm, um, I would say I just spend a lot of time at the library. You know, spend a lot of time buying as many books as you can, talking to people. And when they give you their books, write them down. Um, and out of all of those resources, which is inputting information, the best information I've got was the output information from my own brain about my life, about the way I'm analyzing how things are and how things should be. And that's my own personal journal. And I think that's the most effective resource I have because I literally have about four or five journals of different years of my life written down of the goals for the day, the weekly goals, the weekly reviews, you know, the monthly reviews. When I go back and look at those, I can study myself and then I can understand, oh, this is how I need to revolutionize, kind of like change or evolve to becoming better. So I say like yourself, is the greatest resource and then using a journal to track the thought patterns of yourself is probably the most effective way to start. Hmm. 
that's that. Yeah. That journaling is something I've been working to try to get into myself and trying to get, you know, like you, you mentioned this whole idea of input and output and trying to get, you know, we have a lot going on and especially, you know, for folks that are involved in mindfulness practices, you know, like Qigong, like meditation, you know, it, it gives us the opportunity to kind of see what's going on up there, but using, you know, journaling as an opportunity to kind of get some things out, um, write things down, process it in a way. Um, that's been something I've been trying to get into a little bit more. And I understand how powerful, like just getting things on paper and looking at it from that perspective is, it, it can do, it can do worlds of wonders for, for your ideas and just for your mind clarity as well. Yeah. And it keeps you on track. When you look back and so you say, I'm going to do this, it, it's like it's a slap back in the face. It's like, yo, you're not, you're not living, you're not living up to your words, man. You got to do better. And I think when I look at my journal, I'm like, or it can also be the opposite. You're looking at yourself and be like, this is how I was thinking. And like, you know, I've grown. So if in your life and you feel like everything is horrible, take a look at who you used to be and see who you are now. And then you'll see, oh, I've grown. So I think that helps. One question I would say, just, you know, before we start to wrap up, it's got two more questions for you. And, and this has been a great conversation. One thing I would ask you is that, you know, looking back on your entrepreneurial like endeavors and content creation work um looking back over all that what what's probably the biggest learning lesson that you've kind of encountered in your process through the work that you've done um the biggest lesson mm -hmm. is, it, is it media related or just like self-related either either or either yeah or you can share both <laughs> You know, the the one thing I've been learning is that I'm my biggest vice. That there's no obstacle in the world but me or my reaction to those obstacles. So when I learned that, I think that gave me back the power because I'm not able to blame my response ability, my ability to respond, um, to respond to situations by understanding that I'm in charge has allowed me to have the responsibility to do something about it, to, to take charge. So now I'm in control of my life because I've learned that I have control. So that that lesson is the, the most revolutionary thing in my life because every day when I'm not living like I am the true person that I am, I know that I can change it. I know that I'm in the way. And, if I, and when that realization comes, I can do something about it. So that has allowed me to do anything from, you know, making something better or like, for instance, the show, I was like, listen, I'm doing all this. I'm interviewing people. I love doing this. I'm start, starting to get better at it. I was like, why not reach more people? Why not actually get paid to do this? And I was like, wait a minute. If I'm not doing that, it's because I'm not taking the initiative. So that I said, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to try to make this happen. I wrote in my journal. I'm like, okay, I want to get this show in the air by this date. So I need to make the call. This is what I need to do. Call the station, go see the producer, blah, blah, blah. Did it within three months. Show was on the air. And it seemed that, oh, okay, so this happens. I was like, oh, I need to meditate now because I'm not handling stress the right way. Maybe I'm, 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 I'm indulging in addictive behaviors and I need to do something better. So I'm like, oh, I need to find something that can substance. So that, that gave me control, knowing that I'm my biggest enemy. I think if we can realize that, there's a lot of things we can change in our lives. Wow. Hmm. I always say, 
and my listeners are probably tired of me saying this. I always say, I always talk to my guests at a particular time and it's something out of the, uh, the conversation that always resonates in a way that's like, yeah, I probably needed to hear that. And this, that was this in this conversation. Um, thank you for sharing that. No problem. Uh, my, my, my last question when I, when I wrap up, you know, these conversations, I'll, I love to ask folks, um, you know, what type of intention do you set around your legacy or, you know, what do you envision your legacy being um, around the work that you do and just kind of who you are on your journey? Hmm. You know, I've been thinking about this all week. It was like, I'm in the motion of doing all these little things, you know, try to get clients, all this stuff. And I'm, I'm like thinking, I'm like, you know what I would really want to do right now? I want to be in a room with people who are trying to grow, trying to become better. And I want to see them learning, growing, and figuring out their lives. And I want to do this in all types of ways that I can do this for the rest of my life. Whether it's behind the camera, whether it's in the room doing like a, a seminar, whether it's a conversation, whether it's a nonprofit or a fitness event or helping somebody host that event. I was like, just getting people in a room to talk and grow and learn and become, if I can do that in, in a small amount now and grow that to thousands, hundreds of thousands and hundreds of millions and, 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 and just like being um, able to foster that conversation, that chatter or spark that charter, the chatter in someone's mind that I can, I, can, I can do this, I can become better, I can grow, I can figure out my life. I can take a holistic approach to life. I believe that that's what I want my legacy to be, is that there was a man that, that was in this earth, and there has been plenty, um, whose main mission was to empower other people to figure out their own lives, or at least bringing them together to foster that conversation and you know bring that into their, their thought realm. So I think... It, it, like I would like to die knowing that I was able to accomplish that and money is the least of my motivations for this like money is the least of my motivations um it's I think it's the uh it's what you get for the contribution but it's not even nothing to do with my legacy my legacy is to see people take control of their lives just as I've been I've, I've worked on taking control of my own life and I'm working on doing that every day so I think that's really the end goal for me. Listen, Edward, listen, thank you for, this is my dope conversation, man. Uh, I took a little break off of recording and for you to be the first one back, thank you for, for this great conversation. This has been a dope conversation. So um, yeah, I appreciate you sharing, you know, your journey, um, some dope information around, you know, people moving and, and kind of um, taking their own creative control over their life and what that means. I think that was, that resonated with me so much. And so, yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Like, thank you. Yeah, thank you for uh, allowing me to do this or fostering this conversation. It brings me alive. So thank you. Wow. Can you do, well, what I like to leave the space open at the end is for you to let my listeners know how they can get in touch with you, um, best ways, whether social media, website. Um, yeah, how can they get in touch with you? Well, to get in touch with me, the, the best way is actually Instagram. I'm always on there, and it's CEO 
Ambitionist, so CEO, Ambition with the IST at the end. And that's about across all social platforms. Even if you go into Facebook, Forest I see you, Ambitionist, you find me. And um, my website is my first name and last name.com. That's edwardgiles.com. Then I have the Unlimited Power Show on YouTube. You can check that out. Just type in the Unlimited Power Show. Watch it on Island TV um, on Tuesdays and Fridays at 5 p.m. And if you are in Miami, I have a fitness class you can attend on Monday through Fridays at 6.30 a.m. All that information is available if you head over to my Instagram. Um, and, you know, just go ahead and, and uh, experience all of the other people that I bring on my show, other people that I expose through my podcast and see probably Sean as well when he comes on one of my shows. Hey, man, I'm with it. I'm with it. Let's speak it into existence. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Listen, Edward, thank you. Thank you. This has been a, a dope episode. Thank you for taking the time, man. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Mindful Rebel Podcast. For more podcast episodes with some really dope guests, you can go to my website, seanjmore.com slash podcast. That's seanjmore.com slash podcast. You can also check out past episodes on TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Anchor FM. To check out more ways how I help people cultivate their energy, like the podcast, like my design and branding services, direct energy work, or workshop and presentation facilitation, please go to my website, that's seanjmore.com. Again, that's seanjmore.com, and you can learn a little bit more about the services that I offer and the work that I like to do with folks. Thanks again.